Hey guys, this is Keith. And this is Jesse. And this is New Player as joined. A podcast about the video games people love and why they love and them. And today we are talking, this is the third? This is the third episode, third episode of Persona 5. We're going into your psyche. We're stealing your heart. Your heart's not in You're your psyche, in your psyche. but me- metaphorically no, you understand your, the anatomy of this. Do you? Do I don't know. Nobody Does anybody? Really, I don't understand. I don't know. We're all a bunch of horny teenagers who are inside your headspace. Follow your heart, even though it's inside your body and you think with your brain and kind of your dick. I don't. We don't want to say, it's but it's true. It's combined. It's the same thing. That's how they found out Viagra. Tried to help your heart, got your dick strong. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is new players' choice. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. All right, we're talking. Back in it. Back in it. Today is the drop day of the PlayStation 5. It is. I don't. Don't doesn't have one. We don't don't have have, (laughs) I have one on the way. Yep. I think. I believe. I don't trust anything. Yeah. It was really funny. I heard a rumor that they were just dropping the PS5s in their boxes off to people. Like, there's no brown box covering. Oh, so everybody's just going to steal them. Yeah, so the word... People just think there's gonna be jacking PlayStation yeah, fives like that's crazy. What, that seems like what would happen. Um, but I don't know. Let's. We also just don't know if uh, this batch of hardware is gonna be shitty or not. Wait, is that a thing? Yeah. What do you? What do you, wait? In what? terms of nobody knows if just Xbox place like if the hardware just is dysfunctional. No yeah. one knows it's dysfunctional. Like nobody knows if like a millionaire can get released and be like these were all kind of just shit. recalled. I don't know. Interesting. I really don't. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. Here's here's the thing. Uh, we have no way of knowing one way or another yeah. if these million PlayStation 5s that went out are or are not filled with bees. Uh, we don't want to spread that rumor. We don't want to spread that rumor. We don't want to spread rumor. that rumor. We don't want you to worry or anything. But preemptively, you should tell people. Preemptively. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you don't... You don't want you, won't, you would want to know if you open up your yeah, PlayStation that it's filled with bees and they were just shaking it yeah, before just, they handed it. They're to just you. angry just, bees, just angry. venomously angry. So if you're allergic to bee stings and you're worried about your new PS5, I remind you that we don't yet have any PS5s. Um, but just for you, highly recommend you let your child open it and yep. you go outside because very funny. Very, Hilar- very Hilar- funny to have a child stung by a bunch of bees. <laughs> Keith is dying over there. <laughs> oh, I've never get, gotten to have that visual in my head of some dad being like, <laughs> Merry Christmas, this, son. This could be a trap. My yeah. kid, hmm, <laughs> he's a clone, kind of. I could do another one. Oh, just no empathy. So anyway, uh, that's that's your uh, PlayStation 5 Bees update. Uh, you tell us what you guys are playing, because as you heard our last episode, I was just laughing about it. I'm like, I don't know what people are going to be I th- I wanna, playing initially. It's so funny. I, I checked out the new Spider-Man game, which on PlayStation 4 is 50 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, why isn't it 60 Why isn't it 20 Those are the two options I'm used to. I'm like, okay, so it's not a DLC, <laughs> so what's going on here? And they're like, this is for the PS4. It should also work on the PS5. But sometimes it might not. See is this that what web- it's, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! It it's, said that it's basically like some aspects of the game may not work on PS5. See this website for details. I was I, like, what is this? Yeah, that's why I'm like so skeptical. Yeah, right now I think Demon Soul. I mean, you saw me 
looking yeah. at the video. I was like, this looks like something looks I could crazy good. dive into. It seemed somewhat peaceful while mm-hmm. simultaneously like horrifying. Yes. At the same time. I mean, all of those games are like, wow, what a beautiful just all-encompassing escape from reality. Oh, that's a demon lord made out of smaller goblin monsters holding an axe the size of my house. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Horrifying. Can't wait to check it out. Uh, So we're not playing anything. (laughs) No, I'm playing... um, Caroline and I are starting to play Resident Evil 2 together. Which is... uh, So are you playing the remastered? Yeah, we're playing the remaster, and it's uh, scary. uh, The Rock, or whatever his name is. The what? X-Man, or whatever? Yeah, Mr. X, but I call him The Rock. Because prove to me that that's not The Rock. I mean, I I won't bro- point out the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, I was like, I don't. <laughs> Maybe Bane without the mask? Yeah, all right. He's the mountain from Game of Thrones. Okay, there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about the mountain from Game of Thrones. What? Prove to me he's not The Rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just... Uh, one is the sexiest man in the world, and one thinks he's the sexiest man. We'll let in you. The world. We'll let you decide, let you decide. who is who. Uh, hey guys, welcome to Players Journal Podcast. Video games people love, and why, why they love they love them. Those why video games that they love so much. Do they, they love. love them? You guys are thinking, hey, Rock Talk. Yep. Dead things. <laughs> welcome back to Rock Talk with rock Keith talk. and Jesse. Oh man, he's so cool. Oh, what do you eat this week? That's Probably like be, twenty pizzas. That's our morning DJ spot. Just, welcome back to the Rock Talk with Keith and Jesse. I wanted to be in those rooms, and they got told like it's not going good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, nobody listens to to radio anymore. What? It's like you get dead Gator in here, and you tell him to his yeah. face that radio's not important yeah, anymore. You, you tell Sludge Face what he needs <laughs> to t- hear. <laughs> hey, hey, Tank. McShooter, get on in here. Shooter, get the guy that screams during traffic. Get in here. We gotta let you know. (laughs) Let's get Traffic Dave in here. Uh, My name is Carl. Shut up, Traffic Dave. Shut up. Obviously, we're all here to talk about uh, Shibuya in Japan. And this is Persona 5 Talk. It is part three of our Persona 5 Exploratory podcast. I asked Jesse, I was like, wait, where are we talking? What are we talking about and where are we stopping? Yes. I know it's not going to be... We left off uh, in part two with having uh, ruined Kanashiro's palace. I mean, Kanashiro's palace ruins itself, but Makoto's on our team. And we are now picking up with who I think is one of the best characters in the entire game, like confidants included, minor major characters. Like, we are kicking off with Medjet. So the way the story goes, the next target the Phantom Thieves take on is a hacker group, which isn't anonymous, but, like, it's anonymous, but it's called Medjed. Mm -hmm. And all they know is that Medjed has contacted them under the guise of being somebody named Alibaba and is like, hey, I need to know every, like, I know who you guys are, and I will out your secret unless you help me. But Keith, who is at the center of Medjed? I know. Do you? I know. Okay, we'll tell. I remember the game. I remember the game. Do you not remember? (laughs) No, of course I remember. Jesse doesn't remember. He's giving you fibs as we speak. (laughs) It's Futaba. Futaba. Futaba, the non-playable character. She's on your team. The playable, non-playable character. character. The one that takes over for Morgana in battle. The one that is maybe the highest clout of anybody in the game. Like She has the highest status. Because nobody can talk shit to her in the entire game. Correct. 
She is this, like, 13-year-old hacker whiz who is an agoraphobic who has the saddest backstory ever. Yep. And her palace is in, it's, it's unique within Phantom Thieves, or within Persona 5, because every time we go to a palace in this game, we are talking about bringing down somebody evil. Yeah. And Futaba is asking you to steal her heart. So before we continue, I yeah. just want to say, this person suffers with depression. Yes. This is genius. Mm-hmm. This is genius. Yes. Yeah. Cause she's just like, I need you to come fix me. Yeah. This is uh this is a, a child who's like, I don't have uh I don't have the therapy that I need. I don't have like EMDR or I don't have anything. Yeah. So I don't can have you go into my heart and make me feel better. Can you change my cognition of reality. Right. So she invites you to steal her heart. And this is how we find out that Sojiro, the man you've been living with, has a daughter. Because we don't know that. No. And the the joke and the, the what Persona tries to push off is he's always on the phone. Yeah, he's you a ladies' he's going, man. He's going to go on a date or yeah. do something like that. And but he's always he's, taking care of Futaba. Care his, his daughter. So we get his backstory. For the first, first of all, the backstory of I was dating this woman named Wakaba, and she committed suicide. Futaba was her daughter, and I took her in as my own. Makes Sojiro's character so much more human. At this point, because at this point in the game, you're like, Sergio is kind of a dick. Can I say something as an American? Yes. Like everything I say. I was gonna, so proud. I, I want I you am to just so be like, apple pie, steak, proud. and football. Uh, no, but since like I'm used to hearing English names, and English mm-hmm. names you can hear like, that's a female name, yeah. that's a male name, and when I talk about Japanese names, I like you can't, a, lo- your brain a lot of times it doesn't latch on yeah, doesn't to who you're saying. So Sojiro, who owns the coffee shop mm-hmm. that you're living with, and things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that's clear for people who yeah. haven't like played the game. It's it's one of those things where uh, when you learn a language, the languages around it, so like the romance languages to English, where like, I understand basically what's happening, and then when you get to like Cantonese, Mandarin, when you get to Japanese, when you get to Really, anything that's further away, you're just right. like, I don't understand. I don't know. When you said those three different names, those could all have been women, could have all been men. I could yeah. have met all of them, or I could have met none of them. Yeah, like, exactly. That's where my I'm brain lost. <laughs> so we get Futaba's backstory of, of dealing with crippling depression, anxiety, and agoraphobia. We get Sojiro's backstory of caring about this girl a lot. Like, really, really becoming more of a human through this moment. And Futaba's like, yeah, I'm Medjet. I'm a crazy hacker. I need you to help me. I'm terrified of everything. So we go into her palace, which I think is one of the best palaces in the game. It's great. It's it's uh, an Egyptian pyramid where she is a pharaoh who is like, you know, entombed there. There's a nearby town you have to go to for the first part of it. And you are just building your way up the pyramid. And the music in this part is surprisingly good. Like it's it's pretty subtle. There's it's not like an exciting theme, but it's a really solid bit of music that kind of drives you forward. I really enjoy it. And this is the part of the game where I think it's like the the real meat of the game. Mm-hmm. Where like now you're pretty comfortable with palaces yes. and things like that. Like now when somebody throws a palace at you, you kind of know yeah what's going on. It's gonna be normalcy because going forward they're all gonna be like different, and the mm-hmm. story's gonna change and things like that. This palace is interesting because it uses um, a series of puzzles to start telling you the background of Futaba's story. And what we come to understand through playing this is that, 
you know, her mother Wakaba was a researcher, and she was doing research into the cognitive world. Right. And that she jumped in front of a in front of a, a car on the side of the road. And she killed herself, and then everybody came to Futaba and was like, "You're the reason your mother killed herself. Like you were too much of a burden. You overwhelmed her. Mm. She left." Really fucked up. Really damaging, traumatizing, horrible gaslighting from uh, society. I mean, and they had evidence. They were trying to do what they had. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> trying to. So the whole story is, it's two things. It's one, a discussion about how the Phantom Thieves and your characters aren't mm. the only ones that know about the cognitive world. There's been research done about it, and it feels like a governmental agency is now involved, and they are dangerous. And it's two, the gaslighting that Futaba underwent that led to her hating herself. Right. And feeling like somebody's always screaming at her, you killed your mother. And she's just this poor child in this game who had the worst childhood possible. And so the whole palace now takes on this feeling of we are trying to save a child and we are trying to take down the agency responsible for doing this horrible thing to them. And at the end of the palace... We get the the boss of the level, her mother, in fucking sphinx form, yeah. who's just yelling horrible things at her child, and right. she has to overcome this and help out. It's a it's a great bo- a great boss battle, uh, a great turn at the end, a great level design for the entire palace. And very impressive because this is what they found deep in the Egyptian pyramids. This exact <laughs> they found a a thirteen year old girl who was a computer whiz yeah, kid, and just her mom screaming, screaming, screaming at her. Man, they were way ahead of their time. She, I, in my opinion, Futaba yeah. gets the coolest uh, outfit and code name, right? Because she goes like full Matrix, and they call her Oracle. And then her persona, the Necronomicon, is just this floating... Spaceship? It's a floating spaceship. It's a spaceship. Yeah. They don't try to hide from it. They don't hide from she it. She doesn't fight anybody. She just stays above you and can help you sometimes yes. do things. And that's kind of... She's, that, like, a, she's like a support yeah. Navi. So I think when you max her out, like, what she'll start to do is she'll start to show you the map of any new place you go to as soon as you get in. She will refill all of the items that you can get randomly through our palaces... She will position hack. So if you're ever ambushed, yeah. it'll just hack you to being an all-out attack formation, which is the best. Yeah, uh, Lots of cool information she gives you, and she gives you buffs throughout battles. Still hate you can be in a relationship with her. This, okay, so this still, is the thing. Still hate that part. The, the, the first time I played the game through, I dated Makoto, and I was like, I'm happy just dating a person. And the second time through, I was like, there might be a trophy involved. I'm going to date everyone. Right. And so I did. Except that when I got to Futaba, I just couldn't do it. You're like, this is just disturbing. Morally, I just you, could not do it. You can have sex with her? I don't think so. I hope not. They it's still, no. it's still you you're a romantic, in a relationship. Yes. Okay, it's so you up. are. Yeah. So they might not show it, but you're in a romantic relationship th- with this girl. In, in the other relationships, it's my understanding that they imply sexual behavior. But not her. In this one, they but, imply I mean, romantic. So what, you're, fuck, I so don't what, you're know. fucking the teacher, but you're not fucking your other girlfriend? I don't know. I don't, you it's know what, you know, up. it's messed up. It's weird. We gotta call it out. We gotta, it's the we most gotta, uncomfortable we gotta point thing. It out. It's really uncomfortable. If it weren't for that, it would be to- It would be a, uh, just a That's really That's why I thought you could fuck what's-his-face. Yusuke. 
Yeah, I thought he was an option. I was like, okay, well, you can have sex with an underage girl. You can obviously fuck a dude. No? Okay, great, great. <laughs> it's messed real, up. Real, real problematic. Real, real progressive there. <laughs> yeah, real great. Persona 5 makers. As long as you're not gay. Great. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not great messaging at that aspect of the game. Great. I will give you that and then some. Okay, but other than that, the other game that, is about, super good. about super support good. It's and about love. I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. We're all trying. <laughs> Uh, Still a great game. <laughs> problematic. We brought up problematic. I don't. Yeah, it's a. I don't. Whatever. Um, Jesse. Yes. Uh, so is that the end of that pyramid? Or that that's, the end that's, of that? The, the pyramid ends with her realizing that she wasn't at fault for her mother's death, because, and that and that likely her mother was murdered because these are chapters in the game. Like yeah. this, this isn't necessarily a palace. It's a palace. It takes up time, but mm-hmm. this isn't technically a palace, correct? Because yeah. the world doesn't know about it. It's not like a objective where we need to go change this person's name so everybody knows who we are. Yeah, like- no, this is a secretive thing. But what happens is that their popularity grows because Medjet is a known thing. Right. And Medjet is talking about, like, we're going to take down the Phantom Thieves. And then it turns out that Futaba, once you help her, takes down Medjet's website and puts Phantom Thieves stuff everywhere. And she's like, I'm the real head of Medjet, I left because it like they started doing their own thing and I didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So she grows the Phantom Thieves' popularity further when they help her. But here's the thing. You beat this palace in a day or two at yeah. the very beginning if you want. However much time between you beating the palace and the deadline, mm-hmm. Futaba is just asleep for the rest of that time. So if you beat in a day, she's like sleeping for three weeks straight. And Sojuro's just like, yeah, she does this sometimes. Yeah, she's, you know, sleeps for a month, doesn't wake up or anything. She's a hibernating bear. From what? She doesn't do anything. (laughs) Chair to bed, chair to bed. She can't do anything. I I love her character because, like I said, she doesn't take shit from anyone. She demands stuff. Like, the second she's better. She's a child. Of course. She doesn't have a... Okay. But she becomes a confident child in some ways. It was Sojuro just walking and being like, I demand sushi. I was like, yes. I demand sushi. This kid gets it. This kid, ew. (laughs) I don't like this game. Come on. I don't like this game. I'm saying, I do. (laughs) This is making me creep. Jesse, I made a game for you. What'd you make, Keith? This is, um, see, this game, what is it about? What? I watched watched the end of it, okay, because there's multiple endings for this game, which I didn't know. Um, and so. What is this game about? This game is about taking down corrupt people, and it's about uh, taking agency back in your life, and it's really about undoing some very unfair, unjust things. But, like, sure. Yeah. Sure, we can get up on soapbox (laughs) and be like, morally this, that, but what do they really care about at the end? Uh, just a bunch of high schoolers have have. What a good are time. they? And what are they all? Teenagers? Are you what? are you trying to get me to say they're horny teenagers who want to have sex with each other? Yeah, Jesse, I I want us to stay <laughs> at wherever the preteens are fucking and talk about that. No, what are they? Friends. Yeah, this game is just about friendship. Yes. All these people aren't friends with anyone else. They're just friends with each other. It's just about having friends. It's my favorite cast, an Isle of Mitzvit toys who find each other. And Jesse, I made a game just for you about the real cast. Oh, interesting. Of friends. Wait, what? This is a friends trivia Why would you do this to me? (laughs) 
I hate uh, this. Where we talk about the show Friends, and Jesse's going to realize <laughs> he knows a lot about Friends this is more upsetting. than he wants to admit. Okay. Question one. Sure. Which one of the actors on Friends unfortunately decides to whiten his teeth before going out on a first date with That's the girl? That's Ross. He's had a crush on the first That's time. That's Ross. They're way, they glow in the dark. They're way too white. <laughs> I hate that I know this show. Did any of you guys watch Friends? Be honest. <laughs> Did any of you watch Friends? Just get this over with. Question two. Uh, who was Ross's second wife? Emily. Yes. <laughs> Question three. Which two characters get together in London? Chandler and Monica. <laughs> and to quote Joey, In London? <laughs> Oh, my God. He hasn't missed one yet. Fill in the blanks, oh. Phoebe Song. Blank, blank. What are they feeding you? Smelly cat. Smelly cat. Beautiful. <laughs> Question five. And how the stripper cries. It is revealed whose Monica's first kiss was. Who is it? Wait. So what was the first part of that sentence? In how the stripper cries. T-O-W? T-O-W? I don't know. Oh, whatever. The stripper cries. It is revealed whose Monica's first kiss was. Who is it? <sighs> fuck i should what would be wacky there's two choices here obviously oh boy. but i'm trying to think who sh i'm gonna say it's chandler ross oh ross it. thought it was rachel you just heard jesse say damn it because i got a question wrong question six <laughs> let's start off easy what borough of new york does the gang live in don't they live in Manhattan? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Question seven, was the name of the twin Joey hired for an identical twin study? I have no idea. Carl! I didn't, I How don't do know. How do you not remember that, I don't know Jesse? that one at all. <laughs> <laughs> Who walked Carol down the aisle when she married Susan? Who did walk? Oh, Ross. Yes. <laughs> He walked his ex-wife down the yeah, aisle. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. When Rachel, Chandler, and Ross are trying to carry Ross's new lounge up a flight... Pivot. <laughs> what does Ross say? There he says so pivot. There was so much more to the question, and it, he got ask it. the full question. When Rachel, Chandler, and Ross are trying to carry Ross's new lounge up a flight of stairs and change direction halfway, what is the word that Ross keeps shouting out to the other two? Pivot! Pivot! Yep. Yep. I know. I know way too much about this show for someone who doesn't really like it. Who was Rachel going to marry but left at the altar? Oh, the dentist. What was his name? Oh, yeah. I I, I say this name a lot to just use, just to throw away. Steven's been used so many times that I don't even bring it up anymore. It's not Steven? No. It's not Steven, but... I say damn it and then say this name a lot. It's not Richard. Damn it, Barry. Barry, yes! Barry! Oh. This that poor character actor who's just like your whole bit is to just be left at the altar and be kind of schlubby. And then you never got another acting role again. <laughs> what is Ross afraid of? Oh. Oh fuck. Uh I don't remember. What is it? Show so boring. Spiders. This oh, has been that's... Friends of the Trivia game I... where Jesse knows a lot about friends. I can tell you what Chandler's afraid of commitment river dance oh like that's a legitimate fear because quote his legs flail about as if independent from his body <laughs> yeah i know a lot about that show 
Uh, it has very little to do with Persona 5, but I'm really happy that you managed to pivot into that. And I said pivot into that. The, I, uh, the monkey's name was what? Marcel? They yeah, hated it. They wanted to I be dead. Went, I was looking for a fun game for us to play. I went to Japanese baseball, and then I went down like another hole of just baseball. And then I was like, this is stupid because it's like, nobody knows who made baseball. <laughs> we, the debates have been made forever. Who's the real baseball people? But people in Japan fucking love baseball. Yeah, that's what I found out because there's a baseball game in the game replay. They fucking love it. Keith. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're and welcome. also, fuck you for that. Yep. <laughs> totally. So, we get through Furtaba's Palace. And we are, str- and we are left with... One of the funniest things to happen in this, a thing that is, I guess, normal in Japanese culture, but I just never considered, they take an international trip together. The whole school is like, yeah, this is the year where we're all going to Hawaii. Do you remember this? No. This is part of the game. It's like, okay, we're all going to go to Hawaii for a week. And you do. And Yusuke's school is like, we're going to Los Angeles. You get to Hawaii. Makoto is there because she's a year ahead. She's there as a chaperone. Mm-hmm. You're rooming with Mishima, who won't shut up about the Phantom Thieves fan site. And everybody's just like, this guy's the worst. And the whole thing becomes like, who do you hang out with? So there's a series of we're all right. hanging out in a room, answer some questions. It determines who you're going to spend the now, last night with. Now, this is when with. I played it through. This is probably the farthest. Like, I Obviously, but I like this is probably like this part I remember. Um, you know when you realize you fucked up in a game? Yeah. And this game was like, you can't hang out with this person, this person, and this person because your like, relationship right. isn't good enough. And I was like, oh, damn, I can't hang out with anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I've like, I've been with Ryuji or Mishima. Yeah, I was like, I've been fucking up, apparently. Yeah. And I'm like pretty <laughs> far into the game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I screwed. I, I screwed, screwed the pooch. I screwed the pooch hard. Well, because you've got, you've got uh, On, you've got Makoto, you've got Mishima, you've got Ryuji. And I believe you also have... Uh, Possibly Hifumi, who is the uh, the shogi player, who's like the religious girl who's always yeah. in the church, and they're all there on the trip. Also, there is Haru, but you don't know her yet; you just recognize her. Who's Haru again? She's the character we're going to get to in a second. Who you and I agree is useless. Right. Yep. Sorry, but you spend. They they do a lot of foreshadowing. In this they have Haru. They have Big Bang Burger, and they're like, oh my god, it's all the way in Hawaii. This corporation must be huge. And then they start talking to people in Hawaii who know about the Phantom Thieves. So they're showing you the range of the Phantom Thieves' reach and popularity. They're showing you the range of this corporation. They're showing you this new character who's going to be introduced. Just a lot of like groundwork for relationship building. Mm-hmm. You can get closer to people of your choice. And then whoever you hang out with on the last night gives you their little token, which will like you know increase luck or do whatever else. Right. Also, Yusuke shows up. What? Yusuke gets on the wrong plane and winds up in Hawaii with you. Of course he does. Of course he does. Of course he does. Fucking Yusuke. Of course he does. Just always fucking around. Oh, I couldn't help everybody was shirtless and walking around. Yeah. (laughs) He's the biggest creep in the game. (laughs) He's really creepy. such a fucking creep. He's really creepy. Go back. Get back to the mainland. And you you are introduced to Haru, who is this character whose father is the CEO of... Of Big Bang Burger, Big Bang 
Burger. Big Bang Brother. Big Bang Brother. Big Bang Birther, whatever it is. He's the CEO, and you start hearing rumors on the internet that this guy is not great to Sorry, us. Sorry, before we continue, Big Bang Brother is just uh, two and a half men at Big Bang Theory combined. Continue. <laughs> and Big Brother. <laughs> okay, yeah. Three CBS three. hit shows. Ew, Charlie Sheen <laughs> would just be fucking killing it on that. Charlie Sheen and, and Jim Parsons, who will make it longer in this reality show <laughs> in this house? Uh, so you start to find out that maybe his business isn't on the up and up. And then you meet Haru, whose whole deal is that she is forced into an engagement with this dude who is also a creep because her dad is like, it's good for the family. It's good business. His Her dad goes full Game of Thrones and is like, just, you know, get married for the cash. Yeah. Get married for the land. So now it becomes Futaba's like, I don't want to do this. But you don't meet her that way. Do you remember how you meet her? Haru? Yeah. No, because she just doesn't... She's boring. The first thing that happens is Morgana... I know Morgana bails. He bails. Right. Because That's he's how like... I remember who she he's is. He's like, I'm, I'm upset that nobody treats me as an integral part of this thing anymore. He hates that uh, Futaba is now smarter than him, yep. knows more shit than he does. So now he's like, this is pisses me off. Ryuji yeah. gives me shit every two minutes because I'm a cat. Yep. I want to have sex with Lady On. <laughs> I got this cat dick situation going on. <laughs> I get it. Like, I get being pissed yeah. off. I got this cat dick situation going on is one hell if of a sentence. If I was sentence. a cat and I wasn't attracted to other cats, but I was just still into Jessica Alba, who kind of looks like a cat, I'd be very upset. That makes sense. I'd be very upset. I'd be very confused and I'd irritated very confused all the time. And I could talk. People could talk back to me. Yeah. And some dude's like, you ain't going to get any of that ever because you're a cat. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this sucks. This I'm going to start a n- new group and fuck y'all up. game is <laughs> filled with creeps. It is. It is. Everybody's a creep in this game. So Morgana splits, and he tries to break into Okamura's palace himself. Or not himself, but with Haru. Because she also has this rebellious streak. I don't like this. I don't it's like... It's all lame. He's really... What's it called? What's it called when you're like... You're grooming. Yes. I don't like it. Yes. He's kind of grooming people. And like, I forget what the nickname that he gives her... But it's like, he calls her like the beauty or something. Yeah. It's like, that's weird, it's, dude. There's a lot of stuff in this game. And we love this game. Yeah. We it's love a lot of creeps. this game. A lot of creeps. A lot of creepy stuff going on. Yep. So you run into them in the palace and they're like, we're our own thing. And then you try to chase them down mementos. You get back together with them. They introduce you to Haru. Her name is Noir. She's dressed like, I don't know, some kind of like, Robin Hood-esque aristocratic thing. Mm-hmm. Fine. She, her weapons are like an axe and a huge fucking grenade launcher, which are <laughs> badass. And she's your first character that can use a uh, psychic attack. Right. Which, you know, the whole palace will rely on. The palace is a spaceship. It's a massive spaceship with robots run everywhere. And the whole thing is this dude is just throwing robots who are his workers at any situation and if they die fuck it who cares right they keel over from exhaustion that's who this guy is he works his employees to death and then once they can't work anymore he tosses them aside and replaces them so basically this dude is just apple he's just right. jeff bezos he's just like a horrible corporate rich overlord dude and his palace is filled with color-coded robots that have different weaknesses based on their color coding this palace has a puzzle sequence in it of flying between ports in the spaceship 
and needing to open right. close certain air ducts. Did you get this far? Yeah. I think beating this. I think it's like I beat all yeah. of this. But I remember not liking this part. This part, the first time I played it through, I did it without a walkthrough. Mm -hmm. Every time I've played it through since, I'm just like, I don't find any joy in figuring this puzzle out. I'm just doing the walkthrough. It's intense. There's a lot to it. The palace itself is, you know, I don't care for the music. Yeah, it's kind of just like, this isn't what I remember from the game. I remember yeah. Futaba's palace vividly. Yeah. I remember hers and Madarame's, um, the, the first palace. Like, I get it. Radiohead just played Creep halfway through their set. <laughs> Whatever they're going to play after is not going to be... Yeah, it's not going to be the thing. They're not going to be playing Plastic Trees immediately after no. everybody. They're not. If they did, that'd be fucking huge. It'd be huge, but they'd walk off set immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to play something off of, uh, off of like, In Rainbows, and be like, yeah, I kind of yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's... No. And that's how I feel about this palace, is like, <laughs> I kind of like it. Right. Um, as, as commentary politically, I love it. Because it's commentary politically. It's just like, yeah, corporations are fucking evil and they just use people and then toss them aside. Right. It's Haru finding out that her dad is evil. Mm -hmm. It's you getting to the end. And the boss of this is is Okamura himself. But he just throws all these goons at you. And then when he runs out, he's like, oh, fuck. And then you just easily fuck him up. The difference in this palace is that when you go to give his little like goodbye speech... You leave, and Haru's like, that's my dad. Is this going to be okay? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. And then some dude, all in black, shows up and shoots him in the head, and he disappears. And when you're having your celebration afterwards to be like, we did it, we beat him, you're at, like, Japanese Disneyland or whatever. Right. And you're watching this press conference where he starts talking, and then halfway through, his eyes, nose, ears, mouth just start bleeding black sludge and he dies of this weird heart attack. And so he's just dead. In the real world, he's just dead. And so everybody turns on the Phantom Thieves because they're like, you guys are murderers. So this is like the whole game we've been watching, the popularity meter climb and climb and climb. Melee shoots right back Yeah, just down. right down. Now everybody's like, these guys are murderers. These guys are villains. What is this? This isn't what we you thought You got to keep the plot going. There got to be a yeah. lot of up and downs in the plot. It can't yeah. just be everything's going good. We got to get to that third act. And there's got to be a rise and fall and ebb and flow. You can't just have it be everything's great and then the game's over. It yeah. doesn't work like that. So that's where we leave off plot-wise. Right. In terms of confidants, uh, we start to get... Haru's, do you know Haru's deal with, like, what her outside of fighting purpose is? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, the doctor gives you medicine, the fortune teller gives you... What does you she do? Readings. Do you get party stuff out of it or something like that? She, she is growing a vegetable garden on the roof. And the vegetables, I guess you can give, you can get that will help you, like, heal or give you life or something. Is it unnecessary? Yes. Okay. Because you've played the hell out of this I game. I played the hell out of it, and I got her to, to 10, and I got the confident level all the way up, and I just still don't really care about her story. She comes in so late, there's not much time to develop her character, and I always just find her to be kind of lacking. Right. So her whole thing is like, I don't want to marry this guy, but I don't know how to say it. And it's like, that's sad, but also in comparison to everybody else's stories, you're, you're a rich kid. You're rich? Yes. Don't really have it that bad no comparatively yeah your dad's kind of neglectful but not like yeah. horrible her mom's dead and people blamed it on her yes and she's broke after Futaba's story yeah which is the I think the saddest story in the game 
you meet this you meet this young woman who is wealthy as fuck who rents out the entirety of this famous theme park for a celebration. She doesn't even seem that sad. No. Right? She's just kind of like, I got this thing that's going on. And I'm like, you're fine. You're going to be fine. Nothing affects you. You'll be fine. And (laughs) we'll talk about it later. But after the fact, she's still hanging out with that fiance of hers until like the very end of the game. Can you not romanticize her? You can. Which is, by the way, the funniest way to ask that question you could have used. Why? I'm going to romanticize this woman. Uh, good day, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to romanticize. You automatically grow a neck beard and a thumb ring if you ask that question. I gotta shave my neck beard. This is, this is not. <laughs> this is not okay. That's that's where I'm at too, Keith. I made a game for you, and it's the same game I've been doing this whole time. It's time for name this persona. I just invented part three. Three persona. Three furious. Okay. Where I'm going to describe a made-up one, and you give me whatever crazy Fuck, name. These are fucking nightmares. Like, people look at my paintings, like, Keith, you're weird. I'm like, just play Persona. Or yeah. go do, I don't know, everything's weirder than whatever I come up it's with. It's hard for me now to find new ways to be upsetting when I write these out. Yeah, it's hard. It's difficult. It is. It's very difficult. They came uh, up with a hundred of these things, I was going crazy. to do a different game based on eight years because that's how long it took to make persona five eight okay. years between four and five and it's been six years now yeah so they might be working on a new one or it's been four but years. they did right out five years yeah Royale was just a it's was a like was milk this shit is yeah. this is a popular game people replay it this is a huge game everybody i've ever talked to who like reviewers who don't like rpgs loved this yeah, game i get it so because to me i'm like it's not really an rpg it's a great story yeah. that you like get to be in tokyo with and, and do it's cool just shit crazy fucking art and it's fun as hell yeah keith are you ready for this persona game let's do it all right number one a flashlight that unscrews its top to have a battery fall out gasping for air the battery throws up psychs itself back up and heads back inside this is just nick cage <laughs> He looks like a light bulb. Throws up. Have you seen it's the a battery? The battery is what throws up. Yeah. Wait. Did you? I thought you said a light bulb. What was the light bulb? It's a it flashlight did? that unscrews. Flashlight. The battery uh, falls out. I and apologize. Is like gasping. How, at what the fuck was? That? I am so sorry, that everybody. How dare I that confuse things? The two. No, I'm sorry. I saw Lee. Date not David Lee Roth. Some singer, and it was Nick Cage, and I think Motley Crue. Sure. The singer. And Nick Cage was holding him screaming, I love you. I fucking love you. And like they're trying to fight each other, but not fight each yeah. other. Yeah. And I was just like, now I'm never <laughs> This is real. Like this yeah. is a this is a real thing. And they looked like they were in the dumber and dumber tuxedo dumb and dumber tuxedos. I, I think Nick Cage Nick and Cage. the guy from Motley Crue is it's exactly perfect. what like, this, this is. is exactly Oh, my God, disturbing. Sorry. Number two, a very short pharmacist who keeps offering you lemon squares and won't take no for an answer. Jerry, I know this guy. Jerry? (laughs) They're just having human names now? All of these are just going to be humans? (laughs) It's a guy. It's a short pharmacist offering you lemon squares. What am I supposed to name him? It. (laughs) It. What are the other names? Like Mr. Frosty, Pixie? Right? Well, because those are the names that they have after. Again, it's like King of Distorted Desire and like shit like that is the name they have beforehand. They have these regal sounding names, but if you want to name him Jerry, I'm not going to stand in the he's way of He's not. You. He's not. Yeah, he's Jerry. He's Jerry. All right. Number three, a space shuttle and a manta ray looking at each other like, are we related? 
it's the look you give of having to picture it first, and then having to picture the vibe. Yeah, of what it. do you name this? I don't know. What do you name this? I don't know. Are we? Do we look alike? I like this because I think I might be the only person in the world who sees a space shuttle and goes, "That's a manta ray." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, C and double. I like it. C and double. That works. That's a good RPG name for a boss or a fighting thing. That is actually a pretty good C RPG name. C and double. Oh, man. Especially I... if you spell C-S-E-A because it's a manta ray. Oh, yeah. There you go. C and double. C and double. Number four, a Christian cross that grows tentacles in a face, then places a tentacle over its lips and goes, shh, like it wants you to keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> This is disgusting. <laughs> the cross part, not the other things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what does this be named? How I many sins are there? Is that like the ninth? The seven de- deadly the sins. The eighth deadly sin. That's a great one. I think you nailed is that? that. There it is. The eighth deadly sin is pretending to be a crucifix See, the when you're really you an describe octopus. describe are too funny or too weird. <laughs> so by the time it gets to me, I'm like, what do you want me to name it? What do you I, want me to call it? I think you're going to enjoy this next one, Keith. Okay, go for it. Number five, a toolbox that opens to reveal a nerdy rhino struggling to crawl out of it. And when he finally does, a larger rhino pops his head out of the box and yells, You're not my son! Okay. <laughs> okay. Picture a rhino just like too big to get out of the toolbox. With is that his what it front is? front hooves out struggling to like push himself. I thought he was too meek out. to get out of it. Oh no, he's like because you said a nerd. He is a nerdy rhino, but it's a it's a little red toolbox, and he's struggling as hard as he can to climb out, and he just can't seem to make it. I don't know how what visual is in your head, but in my brain, none of that is possible. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the box in the air. If he's trying to get out of it, doesn't the whole box move? Oh yeah. Yeah, he has his hooves on the outside of it, and he's pressing down to lift himself out of it. And he's struggling. And it's made even worse because his much stronger, much less nerdy father just, like, pops out instantly to his torso and just like, I'm going to yell at you for being weak and nerdy. See, they're rhinos. Mm-hmm. They're fake Republicans. This is a Republican thing. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting to it. This is 2020. This I'm is down called with that. 2020. I'm down with that. You're not my son. Everybody's <laughs> fake. Number six. Two lemurs with intense sexual chemistry ballroom dancing as a third lemur looks on from the shadows, staring at them emotionlessly. One asshole. He's supposed to be looking out for birds or some shit. <laughs> well, seen You're it. a lemur. You're supposed <laughs> to be looking out for birds, birds or, or some, some shit. shit. Isn't that how it works? Am I not yeah. thinking of isn't lemurs? No. What's a lemur? What's the lemur? It's- Long tail raccoon squirrel looking motherfucker. Yeah, the from uh from uh Lion Madagascar King. Or? Lion King. No. Are they? No, you're no. right. Those are lemurs. I was thinking of uh, meerkats. Yes. I apologize. <laughs> uh, apologize to all the lemurs, Keith. Uh, lemurs, sexual vibing, the other lemur looking from the shadows. I like to imagine the one looking on is smoking a cigarette, so even yeah. if you can't see him, you can see the glow of the ash. What does this remind me of? This is like everything. Yeah. This is everything. If you have a brother, they do this to you. <laughs> Whenever just stare emotionless. Just emotion. If you have happiness and they don't, oh, they're looking at you through the shadows. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not a. It's not a competition. It's a competition. Yeah. Let's be honest. We all pretend. 
We all pretend. I'm right? going to throw a name out there go for, for you. It. My brother's keeper. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I go if you're in your 40s right now, mm-hmm. go tell your brother you can do more push-ups than him. <laughs> <laughs> and just see cuz he's going to be like, I don't whatever, even if you do, we're both adults. It kills him a little bit my, inside to even like challenge that. My older brothers are one brother's a lawyer for the Department of Justice. Yeah. Another brother is is uh is a scientist that studies uh, molecular biology and right. cancer research. Yeah. If I went to either of them, it's just like I could run a mile faster than you. One would be like, I don't care, and he would care, and the other would be like, No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't say it. He but wouldn't in his say head, it. He'd be like, he'd be like, No, no you, you can't. can't. I, I would just laugh. Your brother does such good work. They'd be like, Who gives a f- yeah. fuck? Be like you both have families. <laughs> I talk about video games into a mic in a two-bedroom apartment apartment in Los Angeles. It's so good. All right, number six. Or sorry, number seven. A spice rack that won't shut up about the TV show Ozarks. (laughs) My wife. Am I right? My wife. (laughs) Is that its name? Or is that what it's saying? There's a Resident Evil... in Resident Evil 2, a truck driver makes that joke where they're like, they found a corpse that was disgusting and bloody and had no face. Sounds like my wife. And I turned to Caroline. I was like, like my wife. And I just like <laughs> yell it even louder. Like every time. Every time it's so ugly. Like my sexist joke. What a terrible thing that we just made in comedy. That was like, it's hilarious to just call your wife ugly, you asshole. Also, it had it, no way it meant to be funny. It was just somebody pissed off. It's like, man, my keys are stuck. That sucks. You know what sucks? My wife. Yeah, it's just somebody who hates their they're life. Just, they're like, that's a great bit. You got to try that out tomorrow. All right, number eight. Yeah. Two Olympic wrestlers both sharing the same leotard and aggressively trying to pin each other. Oh, this, what? Uh... This is only 80% as sexually uncomfortable as the rest of the game. The Overtaker. Nice. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Number nine, a trapeze artist who misses his bar midair and turns to jello as he hits the ground. A janitor who is over it eats the jello. (laughs) All these are supposed to be personas that are just like standing there. Doing the weird music, like yeah, they're kind of they're like that moving, they're doing this they're on like loop. dancing, but everything you chose is the scariest shit. <laughs> it's not funny. Like no. all the stuff you're saying, as much as it's like that's crazy and it's bizarre, terrifying, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. A human turned into jello, and a man starts eating it. But man, who's like so over it? And like, then you're he's so sick of doing this. And then you're like, all right, well, what do you? What's what elements can I use against you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, do I guys, shoot you with a gun? That's <laughs> Do the I funniest. talk to you? <laughs> it is always the funniest thing to me. What is this week against? Being shot in the face. Um, what do you got for me, Keith? Jello trapeze artist, janitor who's over it, sucking it up with a straw. Uh, communism. <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? This is what you get. This is what it is. Everyone knows. And last one, number 10. And I think you'll like this based on our intro to this episode. A bartender shaking a drink, and when he goes to pour it into a glass, hundreds of wasps fly out, using their bodies to spell the word metaphor. Hey, Dylan, could you come in here for a second? (laughs) 
This has been named as Persona. I just invented part three. Three Persona, three Furious. Fine. Loving it. Loving it. At this point in the game, you've probably got almost all the confidants you're going to get for for this playthrough, right? Yeah, you are like now realizing the game's not over, but you can feel the game like we're going towards the end. We're, We're now in the last act. Now it becomes about how do we get the Phantom Thieves like back to popularity or whatever. And I mean, after this, we'll talk, you know, the next the next big thing that happens is like the first twist in the game. Right. But right now we are setting the stage for a big third act. We have all of our characters. We have probably all of our confidants or or close to it. We're really like we're done building the foundation is what I'm saying. Right. And the third act is going to be big and crazy. And when you get to um, Haru, Mm -hmm. it's funny because you're like, ah, this extra pillar isn't needed. Yeah. Didn't need this extra pillar. And they're like, no, it's necessary. You're like, wasn't necessary at all. We needed the boss. We didn't need the person. Right. Which is a little bit unfortunate because, again... Her whole deal, I just find her to be kind of a wet blanket of a character. There's mm-hmm. not much development going on. She's meant to be sympathetic. And her whole character arc, if you max out her confidant level, is all about taking control of her father's business. Right. And taking agency back. Right. Which is honestly most of the game is about finding your agency. Right. And being able to control your own destiny, which is a cool way to focus on a game. I didn't like hanging out with Yusuke. Liked Yusuke tenfold more than Haru. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, the difference between the two. Like, all the characters I liked so much. And then hers was there was a lot to be desired. And Yusuke's character arc is interesting, too, because his whole thing is, I'm going to become a great artist, puts this art in an exhibit, and an art critic is like, this isn't good. There's no heart behind it. There's no emotion. This is just, like, for looks. And it turns out that that art critic is also one of Matarame's pupils, and he knows Yusuke's backstory. And he's like, no, I want you to be the artist you can be. Right. So, like, Yusuke's backstory is interesting. Haru is a rich girl who's taking over her rich company. Like, but even if Yusuke, Yusuke, Yusuke didn't yeah. have the background story that we get to, mm-hmm. him as a person still more vastly inter- yeah. more interesting than Haru. Yeah. As a person. Yeah. Like, easily. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's an unfortunate thing. It's just you needed a foil for Mer- for Morgana. Mm-hmm. You needed uh, somebody whose dad could be involved. But yeah, just not not super interesting. It like was from Ryuji and Lady and on, and then just everybody's going through their own thing. They're all being used, and yeah. it's hard, and their lives are going to be over. She just feels separate. She yeah, just feels she feels segregated from the rest of the cast because everybody else is like, we're making ends meet, we're struggling, right? And then you see her in her apartment, and you're just like, Jesus, this is a fucking penthouse, right? Like it's never it never feels good to no. help you because it feels like you shouldn't need this help in the first place. You didn't earn it. I agree. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in that time period that we want to cover as far as plot is concerned. I think once we get to the next episode, we'll talk about the gaming boy. The oh, yeah. We'll talk about all the confidants we didn't get to talk about in detail. And, and then we'll talk about all the extra characters who come into play now. Yeah. Because it's going to be a lot of new characters. There's going to be a ton. Yeah. There's so many confidants to add on to at this mm-hmm. point. We haven't really talked about any of them. 
I'm trying to figure out if we can do this in five episodes or if we need six. We, we will, will find see. Keith, do you want to do a final five? Let's do a final five. I'll do one. You do one? Sure. Put, I'm going to warn you that my final five is a catchphrase edition. Mine is put these in order. All right. All right. Number one, baboon, mm-hmm. building on fire, mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Okay. <laughs> um, in order. Put these in order. I got it. I okay. Got it. Thank you. I would eat the baboon, mm-hmm. then Pee Wee Herman, then the building on fire. Is that we're going with eating? For that one, I am. Okay, fine. I might that's choose what a, Jesse chose. I might choose a different one every single time. Keith. Yes. Catchphrase edition number one. If you were an 80s action movie star, what would your catchphrase be? Ooh, that was a lot of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that kind of what they're saying with everything they're yes, saying? Yes, it is. Everything? Yes, it Ooh, is. Ooh, I fuck so much. Put uh, put these in order. Mm-hmm. AOC, mm-hmm. AOL, mm-hmm. touching a stranger's hand on accident. Okay. Everyone has everyone done that at least once in their lives. Mm-hmm. Put your hand out there. You touched bare skin of some fifty-six-year-old man. <laughs> you didn't want to do it. Um, You're both uncomfortable. Something happened. Okay. Uh, AOL. Yeah. Hand touch. Yeah. AOC, mm-hmm. and that is from best to worst Christmas gift. <laughs> okay. Nothing against AOC. <laughs> it's just don't give a person as a gift. No, a don't. Not oh, don't give them any ideas. Yeah. Horrifying. All right, Keith, number two. If you were a 90s child actor in a sitcom, what would your catchphrase be? 90s child. My friend must have broke it. Nice. Yeah. Or no, what is the, the vibe? Rich, shitty kid. Like, I'm thinking like... You're, my father will hear pains. of this. Thinking like Growing Pains. Mm-hmm. What was the show with Michael J. Fox? Oh, yeah. I'm a young Republican. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Never mind. Is that it? That one's better. Okay. I'm a young Republican. <laughs> this is good. That's real good. I'm a young Republican. Gonna regret it. Everybody's gonna call me really mean things, and I'm just not gonna get it, because this yeah. is what I grew up in. I'm, I'm a narc, and my but I found a new way to call myself racism and shit is just built into me. What do you got for me, Keith? Put these in order. Dick Wolf, Virginia mm-hmm. Wolf, Carl Winslow. Okay. Um, I'm assuming Virginia Wolf is a is a is a Republican representative in the House of Cong- in the House of Representatives, I believe. Are you asking me? I'm. Oh no, I'm thinking Virginia Fox. Virginia Wolf is the play. Uh, yeah. Dick Who's Wolf, Virginia, Virginia Wolf, or Carl Winslow. Um. Carl Winslow. Yeah, easily. Easily. Virginia Woolf. Easily. Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. And those are um, from best to worst in order of people who could play Carl Winslow convincingly. <laughs> Keith, number three. If you were an early uh, generation console mascot, thinking like Mario, thinking Sonic, what would your catchphrase be? Got to get that monetary value. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Coins and gold rings and collecting money. Capitalism is alive and well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even in this world. Gotta stay rich even in this fake world. I think you win. Uh, put these in order. Triple X. Mm-hmm. Triple X. Hugs, hugs, hugs. <laughs> so just O, O, O? I thought... No, it would be kiss, kiss, kiss. X, X, X. So triple X, triple X... Or hugs, hugs, hugs. Yeah, triple X. Um, it goes. You have to clarify which triple X. Oh, I get you. <laughs> it goes hugs, 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 triple X, and then triple X. 
And that's in the order that I would like to see them in a porno. Okay, so <laughs> I think you're you went to a perverted place. I'm thinking of the other actor who isn't Vin Diesel. That's the other triple X I'm talking about. I I went to a perverted <laughs> place. And I stand by it because I, I know love, you did. I love I that just, I would rather see I Vin also, Diesel last. I also meant it as porn until I realized as you were saying it, I was like, there are two triple X actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I stand by my answer. Keith, if you were a 1940s movie romantic actor, what would your catchphrase be? <laughs> I ought to smack you in the mouth, my dear. <laughs> there. <laughs> There, we'll take out the other one, but that one stays, I assume. I don't know if we can use either. <laughs> I think you got to try again. No, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> Smack you in the face, my dear. That's the most 1940s thing ever. I'm sorry, one of those stays. Uh, question five. Uh, put these in order. Mm -hmm. Poking a maybe alive, maybe dead guy with a stick. Sure. Being below average at Ultimate Frisbee. Mm -hmm. Coming on accident. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, Ultimate Frisbee. Being average at Ultimate Frisbee. Being average at Ultimate Frisbee or okay. below average. Being below average, yeah. Poking a dead guy with a stick. Yeah. Or coming accident. Coming on accident, yeah. Um, and I... Uh, from... Uh, from most to least, <laughs> okay. how embarrassing those situations are. <laughs> you would think that being below average wouldn't be that embarrassing. No. But it's the fact that you're playing Ultimate Frisbee <laughs> and that you're invested in it. That's embarrassing. And then not knowing if a body is dead or alive, that's embarrassing. Coming on accident, yeah, that's embarrassing, but it's no I play Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> We gotta think of a name for this sport. Oh man, I got the perfect thing that nobody can make fun of us yeah. for. Oh, super cool <laughs> disc throw. Keith, number five, if you were an SNL recurring character, what would your catchphrase be? Um, it has to be so stupid. Mm hmm. Like, my wife, like, I think about how much SNL's pissed off they didn't get that one. Yeah. Yeah, they were almost there, but they just didn't they didn't get it in time. Like wild and crazy guys, and mm -hmm. then to hear my wife, they're like, fuck. Like, we, were like, we were right there. Yeah. We were on the cusp and yet we couldn't hold it down. Um Now or eight the years that's what's important. Now or the eighties, nineties, I'm pushing for movies. Which one? Let's go eighties, nineties pushing for movies. Oh, okay. Uh because if it was now, your catchphrase would be, ooh, Keithy can't wait to get fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me? No. I just flipped the burgers. Damn it. But they did a burger thing. They did a cheeseburger, damn cheeseburger, it. cheeseburger. But it has to be something. Oh, God damn it. I was so close right there. Fuck you, you Belushi. So You're bullshit fake. Yeah, fuck you, fuck Belushi, you, Belushi and Bill How Murray. How dare you die less than a mile away from where I live right now. That's uh, true. They had a fucking creepy, they had a pedophile character. I just remembered. They had a few. They had a few pedophile characters? They had uh, Merv the Perv. They had the... The what was uncle? It? Creepy uncle. They had the Continental. Christopher Walken. All right. Or whatever that like is. Like the sexual yeah. aggressor. Oh, God. Yeah, um, they've, they've got a lot of sexually aggressive characters in there. And that's why I... Communism. <laughs>
And I think it'd be a show. It'd be called Commie Carl. Where like I'm stupid, but mm-hmm. I think I'm great because I'm communist yeah. or something. I think that would have fucking played huge. It would have then. Huge. Remember Chris Rock would come out as the Black Panther yeah. and do Black Panther like news where they're like, whatever it is, just like be more Yeah, be bigger. Be bigger. Be bigger. Remember uh and uh Mike Myers it is Scottish, it's crap. So it's just yeah. a Scottish store, and he yells at you in a Scottish accent, and that's all the character is. Can you believe we're not famous? Yes, <laughs> I absolutely can. I absolutely can. We don't have famous parents. That's why we're not famous. Nice. This has been Final Five. Uh, tune in next time for more talk about Persona. I mean, not next week. I don't know when we're going to do the next Persona. We don't know when we're going to do it again. We don't uh, know. We don't know. But we're counting uh, down. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. The new console's coming out. What is everybody playing? What are you guys playing? What are you doing? Are you staying inside? Stay we haven't inside. talked about it, but COVID's by far the worst it's ever been, and we just don't talk about yeah. it as much. So because, stay inside. But stay inside. Stay inside. And I know you're like, I can't. I got to do work and stuff. And I get it. I understand. I know you're like, Keith, shut up. I got to go live my life, and I got to pay these bills, and my kids got to eat. I get it. I understand. As a person who's watching the numbers go up, and doctors quit, and nurses getting sick, and people dying, all I can say is a podcast person who oh, who does video game podcasts is stay, stay inside. inside and wash your hands. That's all. That's all I said. I know you're all responsible. You listen to our podcast. You've heard of it. You you are probably responsible people as well. All went outside to celebrate Donald Trump losing, getting colder, flu season. Mm -hmm. Stay inside. Yep. As much as possible. Um, Thanksgiving, stay home. Christmas, stay stay home. home. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not traveling. No one should be traveling. You shouldn't be traveling. You shouldn't be traveling. Unless you have to because of work. Unless you half, 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 have to. So that's fun. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And now I feel like a douche saying, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New Player Pod and raise review us five stars wherever you listen to this podcast. Let's get out of here. See, can you believe how douchey Jesse was that's just now douche. for doing the thing that he has to do every episode, no matter what we say? Douche. I can't wait to have to break it to all of you that all of your dogs died at the same time <laughs> and then immediately followed up with Remember follow, us, follow on us on Twitter, Twitter and Instagram. Five stars, guys. Come on, we gotta get those numbers up. So sorry to hear that all of your grandmothers burst into flames yesterday. Anyway, remember to rate us and review us your five stars. Your grandmother would have loved if you signed up for those wonderful toothbrushes that we push on. <laughs> Alright, let's get out of here. Oh, Keith. Jesse. This is New Players Join. Goodbye. Bye. Like my wife! And I just like (laughs) yell it even louder.